0: Everyone and welcome to That Lux Life Podcast. I'm your host, Aisha A.K. Lesh of the petite fashion and luxury lifestyle blog, Living Lesh, where I aim to redefine what luxury means and lead you into living your best life. Each week, I'll be bringing you those tips, secrets, and bits of inspiration that will take you into living your luxurious life without the four-figure price tag. So get ready to live your life in luxury because guess what? You deserve it. everyone and welcome back to another episode of the That Lux Life podcast, a podcast where we talk about living your best life, the lux life that you want to live based off of your own definition. So I'm here today actually to talk about a motherhood topic. If you don't know, I am a mother of a now three-year-old. I can't believe he's three already. And I had my son home with me from birth till about, he was about two. Um, and I give that background information because it's going to play into today's topic about dealing with separation anxiety and sending your child to school. So this is a topic that I really feel passionate about talking about because talking with some of my mom friends, connecting with some of my uh, followers on Instagram that they've been dealing with it with their child too. And after having my son in school for the past, you know, couple of years, he has, change, learn, develop some things. And I just want to share my story and my tips. So again, I had my son at home since birth in 2019 till he turned about he turned to um, it was just him and I every day. Um, my husband was home probably during the first year in 2020 when we went into a pandemic. So he was just used to being at home with adults. And then when everything opened back up and my husband back to work, it was him and I every day I was working from home with him. Um, I was a stay at home working mom. Um, now I'm just a mom who's working at home. Um, but then we put him in school. So around the time he turned to um, a month after his birthday, we put him in school. We decided that it was time for him to start um, the daycare, we put him in the twos classroom. Um, and it was important for us to go and put him in place, not for the sake of, you know, I couldn't handle it at home. You know, my, I was, he was growing, he was a lot more active, um, but I knew I couldn't give him the attention he needed to grow, that educational attention, that he needed to learn certain skills that I in my, my work schedule did not have a time to sit down and do with him for more than an hour or two out the day, um, and have the time to peacefully put him to sleep and down for nap time and keep a consistent schedule. Additionally, because he was home and he was only around my husband and I for the most of the time, most of the time. And. We'd go to parks. He would see children. We were noticing he wasn't as social as we thought he should be at this age. So not only for his educational development, we felt it was time to put him in a school for a social element as well. He needed to know that there was another world out, out there. You know, with a pandemic baby, they don't know much outside the house and outside of TVs and tablets and and these, these devices that we have. And I didn't want my son to become that my husband and I talked about it. we're like we're not we're not going to have this socially dependent on uh, technology child. So when we put him into daycare, I will first say that it was an emotional day for uh, our emotional time because it didn't last for it wasn't just a day, it was an emotional time for both my son and I. The first day that he actually went, my husband and I dropped him off together, and it was a very smooth day. Um, because it was new for my son. He, he likes being around other children. He likes new places. He likes new experiences. So when he walked into his classroom the first day that we were leaving him there, um, he walked in, he saw the kids, he saw the teachers, he took off. He had a great time. We said bye to him. He waved bye and we left. Of course, I went home. Um, my husband went to work because he went on his way and I came home and I was by myself and I didn't know what to do and I missed my son. There was just this, this presence of, I miss him. What am I to do now? I have so much time. Yes, I should be working, but there was just so much emotion of not having with having him with me 24 seven that I had to deal with. And it was good that on the first day that he was dealing with it himself or, you know, he I was dealing with it myself, not he was, but he was fine because I need to get through my emotions because a tip that I learned if your child is going through separation anxiety or, you know, drop off at daycare or at school or starting a new school is just so much anxiety and it's just stressful, that if you go in with a stressful demeanor, you're anxious, you're showing emotions, your child is going to feed off of your emotions. So I learned, you know, in this first year of we of, of us sending him that I had to tone down my emotions. And here how, here's how I learned it specifically that I wasn't helping. So the second day, you know, we picked him up, he had fun, mommy, you know, we did the pickup and the next day we got up and he did not wanna go. He realized as we were packing up his little book bag, as we were putting his, school, his shoes on, we were getting ready to leave, that we were going back to the school. And he just started whining, he didn't wanna go, he just kept saying, no mommy, no mommy. And I said, you're gonna be okay. I kept reassuring him as best as I can. But the more he cried, the more I got upset because, you know, like like any parent, you feed off your child being hurt and you want to be able to help them through these emotions, through these hard times. And when you can't, you start to feel this sense of powerlessness. So I kind of went in and I was just like, you know, I'm going to keep reassuring him. But as we were driving, he's crying. Now I'm crying. We get to the daycare i'm still like you know you can see that i was crying he's still crying i'm trying to reassure him and i'm holding on to him with this thought in my mind of did i make the right decision and it's a thought that i've heard a lot of parents deal with you get to the point where you're going did i make the right decision to send my child to school especially if you had a child who's been home with you for so long did i make this right decision should i just be keeping my child home i have the capability i'm working from home why am i sending my child in or you, even if you're not working from home, you're sitting there thinking to yourself, am I putting them in, in, them in the right place? Um, is there other options? Is there a way I can find a family member who can take care of my child instead of putting them? Like, what am I doing to my child? And it becomes, it, it becomes very anxious. You get anxious. And as I went into that second day, one of the teachers who worked at the school pulled me aside and said, you have to calm down for him to calm down. He's not going to be calm if you're not calm and we're going to do our best job to keep calming him down. He said they were telling me, no, this is not new. A lot of children go through this and the children that you're seeing coming in who are calmer has either either been in school for longer, have been here, they know the teachers or they've just been in other situations where they have been separated from their parents um, for extended periods of time, like being in school. So I had to realize, and I think that's I realized I think that's what I was doing is I was comparing these other children who are okay. They're doing okay. They're not crying, they're just looking, they're having fun and playing and going, okay, well, maybe I'm not at the right place or I'm doing something wrong because my child is not like this. Why am I leaving? I should just bring them back home. There's just all these thoughts going through your mind. And like many parents, you know, we tend to compare our child in development and certain emotions and things against other children. It's just something that we do and something we have to learn not to do. Each child, each person is an individual. They handle things de- differently. They have different personalities. So that first day, you know, I we they helped me with separating um, him from me. They put him in his classroom. They allowed me to even just kind of sit at the front and allowed me to listen to him calm down. And my son actually stopped crying in like five minutes. And, you know, they, they walked me down there so I can peer through the door without him seeing me. And he was running around playing. It was just an initial separation anxiety that was just was dealing with it. Now, the third day I didn't help at all even more was and I learned that a faster drop off is a better drop off. I went in, I wasn't crying, I was less emotional, but as he was crying and trying to hold on to me, I was still holding on to him and prolonging that separation. So the longer that I stayed, the worse I made it because he was just clinging on further and further to me and was finding this level of disappointment when I wasn't taking him out of the building with me. So the fact that I wasn't turning around and walking towards the door and carrying him away, he was getting more and more anxious and was feeling less likely that he was going to stay there. So eventually again i left i got in the car i got my tears out if that is something that you have to do and i'm not saying that you're probably going to cry like me you may be a lot little a a lot harder or a lot stronger this aspect than i was um but every day probably for a week two weeks after i dropped him off and he was crying i'd get in the car and cried i cannot tell you the amount of times i called my husband and if i could reach my husband i called my mother crying because my child was hurting and it just hurt me to see my son cry because of something that I felt I was doing to him instead of thinking that this was something I was doing for him. Certain things that you're doing to help your child can be painful. It can be hard. It can be difficult. I'm sure any parent who has gone through pie training, you're going through it now, or you've talked to people who have gone through potty training, you're preparing for it. That can be a painful situation too. You take your child to get any vaccinations. You may be taking them to get I'm a shot, something, you know, you're watching it, you know, it's, it's, it's good for them and it, it's painful or, you know, there's just certain, there's certain things. I mean, you have to realize that you're helping your child and whatever decisions you're doing and it's, it hurts to see them hurt, but you have to look towards, it's going to progress. It's going to get better. Um, I will say that my son didn't probably stop that anxiety, that, that crying the crying at drop-off till about two to three weeks after we started. Following that, he still did some whinings on on days. So the weeks would start out, and probably Monday through Wednesday, he would whine on the way to school. Once we got there, he would whine a little bit more. But he would go in. He just realized this was part of the the situation, this is how things go. Um, And especially as he started to grow bonds with not only his classmates, but with his teachers. And to see those bonds grow and to see him flourish was great. And one thing that I have seen, and I've talked to other parents who have seen this too, is when they're going into these classrooms and they get over the separation anxiety, they start seeing the progress their child is making in school. They're learning new things. If your child's learning is young like mine, you know, two, three years old, they're developing language, they're developing friendships. They are, you know, developing this way to communicate their own feelings. They're learning certain educational skills. You know, my son started recognizing letters and numbers and pointing at more things and knowing things I didn't even knew he knew. And I had to start to think as that drop off though painful was a speed bump to something better. So I talked about a couple of tips of, you know, try to keep your emotions to yourself because it only makes it worse for your child. Try to not prolong drop off. Another tip I learned is to not do the sneaking out. Um, it's just kind of have like they sometimes share that tip with if you're putting your child to sleep, try to put them to sleep drowsy or aware that you've left so that they don't wake up and you, you they fall asleep in your arms or you're sleeping next to them, they fall asleep and you've gotten up and now they're go- you're gone, it's it can be scary. Is I saw mommy or daddy there and now they're not there. Like what do I do? Um, so I learned that as well is that I can't just leave. And I learned that recently. So it's going to kind of go into two different aspects. But I took my son out of school um, at the end of the school year. So he was in daycare. They had a summer program. I was still working over the summer. They said, you know, you could keep him here, you know, you just keep paying tuition. But I decided to bring him home. Work was a little bit lighter. There was more people off. So I was like, you know, let me bring him home. I can manage him at home until the school year starts again, you know, save us a little bit on the tuition money and just progress. So he recently started back in school, um, this past week. And the first day, he realized where he was going. He knew, and we had did um, drop uh, you know drop ins earlier. So if that is something that you can do, if your school, your daycare allows for you to come in. Or allows the child to do a drop-in day take advantage of it if there's an open house go show your child the classroom let your child meet the teacher or teachers they're going to be interacting with because the more they know and the more they feel assured that okay this is a safe space and you're still there the better so if they have open house go to that if they have other days where some schools or some daycares allow for you to come in you know a week or two prior and leave your child there for maybe like a half a day Or leave them there for like an hour as you leave and come back. Or they'll allow you to put them in the classroom while you go into the office and fill out paperwork so that they can kind of see where they're going to be and that mommy or daddy comes back um, and gets them. So that's something you can do, take advantage of that. We took advantage of it. We went to the open house. Um, Our school, unfortunately, didn't offer the drop-in time just because they were still in this summer schedule and the school classrooms weren't set up for the school year that they had been doing so we went in for open house. We fortunately got to meet his teachers. Um, and we let him stay there and play in the classroom for probably about, you know, 15, 20 minutes. So he got used to where things were. He knew where he was going. And then we constantly talked to him about it leading up to the open house. And then when we left, we talked about it more. This is your classroom. You're going to have fun at school. You're going to meet friends. You're going to learn new things. You're going to do stuff and it's going to be okay. And mommy and daddy will always come back and get you. It was this reassurance. So on his first day back, he knew where he was going, but untypical, you know, when, when I was taking him to school, his first year of being there, he would make me carry him to his classroom. This time he walked in with confidence. He walked down the hallway. He walked to his classroom. Now, when he got to his classroom, he still went through the separation anxiety. Some kids don't outgrow it. It's not like something where they go, okay, they did this the first year and they're not going to do it again. Every school year can be different because every classroom is different. There might be new kids. There's new teachers. The room's different. There's something more to get used to, especially if you did like me and you brought your child home is now there is this separation anxiety. So the good thing is, is trying to develop those, those conversations and using those skills. So he was used to the classroom. He knew, okay, let let me walk in with you. If your, if your daycare or school allows you to walk your child to their cubbies or whatever, let that happen give them, you know, a little kiss, say it's going to be okay. Mommy or daddy will see you later and bye bye And that's what I did on the first day. He whined. He cried a little bit. Um, His teacher came and got got him, picked him up. And I think before I even exited the building, I heard the crying stop. Um, And it's still going this week. So with him, every day it's kind of – An separation of I don't want to go I don't want to go and kids are going to go through that it's 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 just they don't want to be there when they can be at home with mommy and daddy where it's safe playing with their toys and watching cartoons all day like they did during the summer you know no matter what age yes it's fun at daycare or fun at school there's toys but they don't realize that immediately your child will calm down throughout the day and You know this is not something that's new because so many places, so many schools, so many daycares, the teachers will tell you they deal with it. And then there are articles on articles on articles out there about dealing with the separation anxiety, lessening the anxiety of drop off. So you just have to go through the phases. Some of these, some of these instances could take a week, it could take two weeks, it could take three weeks, it could take four weeks. It could just go on where it just gets lesser and lesser until your child feels fully comfortable. But and they will and they'll grow and they'll keep going. And it's something that I like to share because a lot of people just think, oh my gosh, what am I doing? What am I doing and what can I do? So I've been just learning with my son to keep a consistent schedule in the morning, Follow all of those aspects of saying goodbye. Don't sneak out so they're not surprised that you've left. They don't turn around and mommy and daddy's, mommy or daddy's not there and they start freaking out. Not to prolong the drop off and trust that the teachers there are going to do their job and they, ca- they're caring for your child and they're going to console them. I mean, that's what you're hoping for. That's when you went and you looked, you said, you know, I've chosen this place because I feel like my child is going to be taken care of. And that's what they're there to do. So trust in that. And I've been trusting in that. And you know, i We have an app um where i'm able to see what they're doing during the day i see these pictures and videos and he's having a great time i just know it's that initial separation anxiety that happens and i know it's going to be a time that it just lasts. So if you're out there dealing with this, you know, know you're not alone. Know that there are people to reach out to and talk to about it. If you're a mother, a father, a parent, a guardian, and you're seeing this and it's giving you anxiety, and you just need someone to talk to about it, maybe additional tips on how to deal with it, please feel free to send me a message. You can email me at lesh at livinglesh.com. You can find me on um, my Instagram, whether it's livinglesh, like at livinglesh or at the Lux Le- that Lux Life podcast, send me a DM. I, I'm always open to talking to people about it and just reassuring it's going to be okay. So I hope you find some value out of these tips. You can take them, you can apply them. You just feel some some aspect of feeling consoled that you're not alone in this. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please go and subscribe, you know, follow along on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. And do not forget, you can do it super quickly. You can go back where you found my podcast and leave a... a um, a review, whether you leave the stars, and also leave a little comment on the review. What you're enjoying out of the podcast, I always love to hear what you're enjoying, what type of episodes you want to listen to, which ones are resonating with you. You know how I'm how I am treating you. I love to get that feedback, and then plus the more reviews that I get, the higher that this podcast goes out, the higher this podcast goes out, the more amazing guests I can bring on. I've had some amazing ones. I want to keep bringing you on more and more amazing guests, but I need those. I need those reviews. So, you know, help, help me help you help you help me. Um, but make sure to leave a review. I'd solely appreciate it and stay tuned for the next episode.